This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. It is the pregame pod. My name is Nathan King. Auburn is obviously set for another SEC home game, moving into the second half of their SEC schedule on Saturday, 2.30, SEC Network against Mississippi State. And Auburn is looking for its first SEC win. We bring in Robbie Falk from Jeans Page on the 24-7 Sports Network. And Mississippi State just got off the schneid in their uh, in their game against Arkansas. So a couple teams here that, Robbie, I think we're looking at a situation here where these are, we were talking about before we got rolling, this is obviously expected to be a defensive game, but to me, at least on paper, and you've obviously, you know, you're the Mississippi State expert, so you can tell me, but these teams seem kind of similar so far this season. Offenses that are, you know, working things out for various reasons. Obviously, it's an unfortunate reason on Mississippi State side, but defenses that have come to play pretty much every week, and uh, heck, that's the reason why they were able to go in there to Fayetteville and score seven points and still somehow end up winning that game. Yeah, and really, I mean, the defense has kind of been – you know, one of the, the that's been like the sore subject for state fans this year. But if you look at the numbers, they've actually been better than this offense. Um, so I don't know, you know, kind of what plays into that, but it has seemed like the defense has been worse than the offense this year, and the numbers just don't really bear that out. Um, and you add in the fact now that Will Rogers is hurt, and you're, you're throwing in a new quarterback and Mike Wright, which is um, a much different quarterback than what we saw with Will Rogers, and there was some obvious missteps with that offense last week I think a lot of that had to do with play calling with uh you know what they were wanting to do on the offensive side of the ball they were very conservative I wonder if that has to do with the fact that they are down to only one scholarship quarterback it doesn't appear that Chris Parson the the true freshman is going to play or was ready to play so I don't know if they were trying to be a little more careful what they did with Mike Wright or what but it was obvious they were they're playing very conservative on the offensive side of the ball and relying on that defense pretty heavily in that game. And it was obviously their worst offensive game of the year. They've had some bright moments in this offense, but there's just been something missing. I don't know if it's been play calling or, um, you know, when Will Rogers is in there, the lack of mobility at quarterback for this offense to work. Obviously, Woody Marks last week, too, uh, banged up with a hamstring issue. That didn't help things. So the offense really last week just it never really got off the ground and, and performed with any consistency. And, uh, you know, there was obviously also some some big penalties that kept points off the board and things like that. So I'm very interested to see how they perform this week on the road and if we see any improvement from the offensive side of the ball with what appears to be Mike Wright running quarterback once again. 
Yeah, I was going to say, you know, we'll stick there. We'll get into, you know, Mississippi State's season and, and expectations for this game. But um, the quarterback position, this is one of the only games so far this season where Auburn is having to prepare for a couple different guys. I've, I, I, I now just heard it from you. I've heard it from some other people this week that maybe the feeling as we're recording this here on Thursday, it'll publish on Friday morning, that Will Rogers probably won't go against Auburn. What does Mike Wright, what does a Mike Wright offense look like with Mississippi State? How did he do? Um, last week against Arkansas, and then I guess what is the feeling right now on on Will Rogers' status? Uh, as far as Will's concerned, I mean, I don't expect him to play any anything before um, maybe the Southern Miss game or the Kentucky game or even Texas A and M would be a surprise to me. Uh, I expect him to be out for at least a couple more weeks, and if he isn't, then it's a it's a big change in what I've heard behind the scenes. So it looks like they're going to have to roll with Mike Wright, and it's a guy that has played a lot of football in the SEC. I mean, he played three seasons at Vanderbilt, started uh, double-digit games there. He's now started a game here. And the last two ball games, he's gotten a ton of snaps. Even before Will Rogers was injured, he was sharing snaps with him against Western Michigan. Uh, and that was the first time they had done that. So they looked like they were moving more towards giving him more reps and having more packages for him than just bringing him in for one play. And that's how they utilized him in the first – five game, four or five games of the season was he would get a play. Maybe it would be short yardage situation or he would come in there, hand the ball off or run, you know, zone read or something. Um, and then against Western Michigan, they actually had him throwing the football. He threw 10 passes, seven to 10, I think. Uh, had a couple of nice passes down the field. He had a good pass down the field last week too for 30 yards. His strength is going to be running the football. I think what you'll see, especially when he gets in the open field, he's going to be a, a difficult guy to catch. He's got long strides. He's a, a fast guy. He's probably one of the more dynamic runners at quarterback in this league. Uh, but he's been kind of labeled a guy that's going to be a read option quarterback, a running quarterback, kind of a gimmick guy. Um, I think he's progressing a little bit in the passing game. Kevin Barbe mentioned this week about the opportunities they need, they have and they need to take getting the ball down the field, moving the ball down the field. So I wonder if we're going to see a little more from the offense as far as opening it up this week because he does have the arm to get it down the field. The accuracy is hit or miss. I think he was somewhere around 50%, 55% at Vanderbilt, so not an you know, incredibly accurate guy. But he does have the ability to beat you down the field in the passing game, and State's gotten more healthy at wide receiver. So – I think that the offense could expand a little bit this week for him, and we start to see him throwing the football a little bit more. But he's obviously in his bag when he's running the read option and Mississippi State is able to run the football a little bit. And that's probably what they're going to do early in the ballgame to try to get him some confidence and open up the passing game a little bit, I would imagine. Yeah, and even when Will Rogers, like you mentioned, even when Will Rogers has been in there um, this season, it, it was a big offensive overall. For this team where did that start after Mike Leach's passing I guess what did this offense kind of look like what is the scheme of this offense under Zach Arnett and you know it's it's I think Will Rogers was sort of um you know molded to play in that in that air raid system he was so I mean he he torched Auburn the past couple seasons it's obviously not the same sort of scheme for them right now how different does this offense look how how different you know should Auburn fans expect it to look on Saturday and what have been some of the reasons that maybe they've struggled this season? It's, it's a very different offense. There are some air raid concepts in it. You'll see some mesh and crossing patterns and 
stuff like that. But they're this isn't the air raid. This is a much different uh, offense. They utilize a couple of tight ends. Um, they're going to run the pistol a little bit. They might run in her center every now and then. It's just a way different offense. I think it performs much better when you're able to utilize it. It's kind of like what we talked about with Hugh Freeze. He wants to utilize the RPO. He wants his quarterback to be able to have the run pass option, and that's what they'll do some with Mike Wright. He's been able to run that. Will Rogers is not. Will Rogers is not an RPO quarterback. He's not a zone read quarterback. He's a guy that wants to stay in the pocket, and when things break down in pocket, he can't get out of the pocket. So that was a, a, a really big problem for them in the first part of the schedule is when teams would collapse the pocket, Will Rogers had nowhere to go. Uh, Mike Wright has more ability to do that, but Mike Wright is not as accurate as Will Rogers, and we don't know really about his decision-making in the passing game because we just hadn't seen it enough here at Mississippi State. Um, you know, when you're running the, the air raid, it, it really had a nice constant flow with it with Will Rogers getting the ball out quickly. You have, you're just trying to find the open man. Um, but this is a lot different. There's a lot different concepts in this. You're going to see zone read. You're going to see, like I said, pistol formations. You're going to see uh, two tight ends with an up back. I mean, it's just a, it's a lot different. And they don't really have the personnel to run with those two tight ends, which I think are a big part of what this offense does. They've got a, a true freshman tackle in there and Malik Ellis that is having to run a, a tight end. Uh, Rylan Gody has, uh, you know, just not been super productive, a transfer from Georgia. Their most productive tight end has been Antonio Harmon, who's kind of a tweener between wide receiver and tight end. So um, it was huge uh, with Jorquavia Spivey not getting eligible by the NCAA. Transferred from TCU as a grad transfer. They say he's ineligible because he was enrolled in a class at the first part of spring uh, at TCU uh, because that's what he was told to do by the advisors there. And that's really knocked everything off for this offense, I feel like. Uh, they really wanted to utilize tight ends um, in the passing game and as blockers, and they haven't been able to find that guy that does both. Antonio Harmon's coming along, but there's really not a guy that does both of those things. And I think that's been a, a big part of their issues. And now you add in the fact you have an injury to Will Rogers when the offense really started to, to look like they, it was kind of gaining some steam. Uh, with the you know what Will Rogers brought, and then bringing in Mike Wright, and now you're kind of uh, back to square one. I feel like on the other side of the ball, Arnett, obviously defensive guy, he's always had really good defenses at at Mississippi State. You mentioned how maybe they've taken a bit of a step back this season, but it still is a you know, like you said on paper, it still is the stronger suit for this team. What does Mississippi State do well on defense? Because like we mentioned before we got rolling, this could be a very, very low scoring game because this is the second straight week. Mississippi State gets the two worst offenses in the SEC on on, you know, on the road, but in back-to-back weeks, Auburn's had tons of issues throwing the ball, um, tons of issues protecting Peyton Thorne, the quarterback. And so how built, how well built do you think Mississippi State is to maybe take advantage of that and and make this another low scoring game, which I know they would love to do on the road? If they scheme it up correctly, which they did last week, I mean, it can be a, a productive day for them defensively. They haven't had a good scheme uh, in the, the better part of the year. And the other day against Arkansas, I made uh, some remarks during the game. I thought that defense was was being run by Zach Arnett. And he has um, 
He's denied that since. Matt Brock denied it as well, the, the defensive coordinator. But it was a totally different looking um, scheme for them defensively from a sense of they were bringing pressure from every level of the defense. And they haven't done that consistently all season long. And that's kind of been the issue for them is lack of pressure, whether it be on the defensive line or from linebackers or if they're sending guys in the secondary – they just haven't gotten the pressure, and then they're not covering well enough in the back end of the secondary to cause incomplete passes. If you're not getting pressure, you better be able to cover. And State was doing neither of those things against LSU, Alabama, even Western Michigan at times. I mean, Western Michigan scored 28 with a third-string quarterback. So um, I thought last week it just looked different. And whether that was Zach Arnett or Matt Brock calling the defense, I don't know. But I do know it looked different, and linebackers were getting pressure. Um, they were bringing pressure from the corners, from the safeties. That, to me, was the, was the big um, difference for them. And if they're able to do that on, on Saturday against Auburn, if they're able to get pressure on Peyton Thorne, if they're able to limit what Robbie Ashford does in, in the running game, then I think they'll be in good shape. And they've, they've been good defending the run this year, which I think would, is probably their strength. But – um, they're going to have to cause negative plays. They're going to have to cause turnovers, I think, in this ballgame. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Yeah, that'll be what Auburn is looking to lean on in this game is just because it's it's not worked so far in the passing game, whether it's schematic, whether it's Peyton Thorne at quarterback, whether it's the receiving core, just really nothing has worked um, consistently for this team. So they would love to go out there and try to just run for 250 and just kind of shorten this game up and just ride it out that way. But it might not be the easiest against um, this defense kind of zooming out and looking at Mississippi State this season overall. Um, I know they've, you know, a bowl game is still very much in play for this team, but at least when I look at their schedule, I guess kind of I wanted to know overall your thoughts on this year's team because their schedule's been their SC schedule has been really tough. Um, because I mean, I know South Carolina is not very good this season, but it's tough to go on the road and do that early on in your schedule. And then you had LSU and Alabama, which are obviously not very easy at all, and they sort of handled handled their business against Mississippi State. It seems like Mississippi State has one the games that maybe it's supposed to win and then another one that maybe it wasn't supposed to against Arkansas and has sort of lost the games that it's supposed to lose. I think Auburn is kind of in the same spot. Just, I guess, what sort of a grade would you give on Arnett and, and this team in year one right now? And what, and what was obviously a difficult transition and, you know, they're, I don't know, what were the expectations for this team and do you think they're meeting them so far this season? Yeah. You know, the expectations from our beat, uh, you know, just from, you know, seeing the team and, and the, uh, 
summer and in the spring, our expectations were that, you know, they could win seven or eight. And, you know, I think that if you didn't look at the win and wins and losses right now and you just looked at how State was playing or, uh, you know, how the defense had underperformed, how the offense just didn't look very good, you would say that it's a, you know, D or an F, especially if you scour the message boards right now who have hot boards and uh, co- coaching polls on the, uh, on the board every single day. But from a win-loss perspective, they're exactly where I thought they would be at this point. I thought that they would beat South Carolina, and I thought they could lose. Actually, I think I thought they would beat Arkansas. My podcast co-host, Brian Haydad, had them um, actually losing to South Carolina. He had the record correct. I, I, was, I had them one game ahead of where they are right now, but I had them losing to Auburn. So if they win this game, they're exactly where I thought they would be. That's the strange thing about this season. I think it says probably says more about the SEC this year, which I think is just not very good this season. Um, I think it says more about the SEC than it does about Mississippi State. But um, they are about where most of us thought they would be, uh, sitting here at four and three uh, in the league and having an opportunity in the second half of the schedule because. We all thought they would lose to LSU. We all thought they would lose to Alabama. The big game, the swing game was South Carolina. Had they won that one, I mean, you're talking you're talking completely different about this team because they would have only lost to, to LSU and Alabama at this point, who they lose to most seasons. Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, kind of the main thing is what do they do with these next five ball games? Can they come out of this in – um, you know, have their head above water and finish the season with seven wins or, fin- or finish with even eight wins. That's kind of what you're looking at now. And uh, for me, it's a it's a week-by-week deal for them. They've got to approach this week-by-week and just look at the game in front of them and try to find a way to win. I mean, they're, they're trying to get their 14th straight bowl, I think, which, you know, bowl games are, are a lot easier to get these days, but it's not easy to get 14 straight. That's a – that's a pretty big deal to have 14 consecutive seasons at Mississippi State uh, with bowl games. And I, I think State had had maybe 12 or 13 bowls all time before Dan Mullen had come to Starkville, maybe even less than that. So, um, you know, the expectations here have changed. Uh, but with Zach Arnett, it looks like he's kind of learning on the job. It's just one of those deals where you, you have to just survive this year if you're him. You have to survive, show progress, and move forward from there. And if he's able to do that, then I think fans will get behind him. Yeah, it's another similarity, I think, between these teams. The back half setting up pretty nice. I mean, Mississippi State gets three of their last four at home, and I think you could make – I mean, Ole Miss is pretty good this season, but you could make a decent argument. They, I mean, that's the Egg Bowl. It's, it doesn't really matter. They could win all three of those games. Um, Texas A&M has a lot of problems. Even if you lose to Auburn, like you said, you're still in a position to – to close out pretty strong um, about Arnett, do you do you think he's the long term answer there? And I guess what does he have to show to be to be considered moving forward? I know it was you know a patch job is is probably a little bit too der- you know derogatory for what because he did such a great job. He had set himself up with so much success on the defensive side of the ball. But do you see them maybe riding with him in the near future, or is this sort of a hey, let's carry it over, let's have a smooth transition after an unfortunate situation, and then and then kind of swing bigger down the road? 
Yeah, that's that's the big question at this point, and I don't I don't know if it's um, been answered yet. It's, it's been answered in the mind of a lot of fans who are ready to move on, but for me, it, it's a little bit more complex than that. You have a coach that this is this is completely uncharted territory. I mean, I, I don't know how many times this has happened in college football where a coach uh, passes away is still in the middle of the season because they had a bowl game to prepare for. And it happened not not just before the bowl game, but a week before signing day. And you're asking your defensive coordinator, who's never been a head coach on any level, to take over an SEC program. There's going to be a learning curve there. There's It's, it's impossible for it not to be. Uh, you know, Brent Venables had a learning curve and he was, you know, playing for a national championship, coaching for a national championship program for several years. I mean, he was more prepared than Zach Arnett. And he, last year he had, I think, a losing record. So there, there's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be a, a time period where Zach Arnett's got to learn on the job. He's got to he's never made those in-game decisions going forward on fourth down. He's been coaching defense. Um, so that's what he's doing right now. So for me, I, I can't call it right now. I can't say whether or not I think this guy's going to be successful. There's some very big question marks. Recruiting right now is, is not good. So, uh, you know, the recruiting side of things has, has got to improve significantly. Um, I feel certain there's probably going to be staff changing, changes at the end of the year uh, regardless. So, you know, there's, he, he's got to get, you know, those pieces put into place. And then, you know, is the team getting better? That, that's my question. Do you, do you see the team getting better each and every week? You know, obviously, they took a step forward by winning an SEC game and doing it on the road, but it was a really ugly ball game. Can they look better this week and win, a, win another ball game on the road? If this team's taking steps uh, every single week, it's impossible to, uh, to fire a guy when he's showing that kind of progress. So uh, that's that's going to be the big question that Zach that Zach Selman is going to have to ask and get answered is is this program able to move forward with Zach Arnett? Does it look like it's making progress? Can he see himself uh, having success in this league in this era of football with NIL and transfer portal? Because next year is going to be a giant question mark for Mississippi State. They're losing a ton of guys on this team. And it's a team that's that struggled this year. So uh, you've got to completely turn over your roster in the transfer portal. Not quite, you know, Colorado, but it's it's going to have to be a pretty massive changeover for the roster. And you've got to be showing signs of progress to give faith to the the athletic director that you're going to be able to get the job done. This game in in particular, last one, and then we'll let you go, Robbie. What what are a couple factors you'll be looking for? Um, for Mississippi State to have success here? And if you have a prediction at this point in the week, um, what would it be for this game? Well, I think they're going to have to get, force some turnovers on the defensive side of the ball and give their offense, you know, um, some opportunities, some good opportunities, ball on the other side of the field, you know, maybe even still a score somewhere in special teams or defense. If you get one of those somewhere, then I like your chances. They're going to have to finish in the red zone. Uh, you know, they're going to have opportunities down there. They need to finish with touchdowns, not field goals. Um, and that's kind of, to me, that's that's the biggest thing in this ball game is when they get chances, they've got to take advantage of them. 
I didn't do that last week. So um, if they're able to do that, I mean, this is a winnable game for Mississippi State. I mean, this is this is um, an Auburn team that's trying to find itself. Year one, Hugh Freeze. This is the time to get Auburn because I, I think Hugh Freeze, when he gets his players in there, is is going it's going to turn into another situation where State's going to be significantly outnumbered from a talent perspective. And when you do that, you're fighting an uphill battle every single week in the SEC. Um, so right now you got an, an opportunity where the talent gap is not humongous between Auburn and Mississippi State. You're on the road. This is the time to get Auburn. Um, you've got to have a really good uh, ball game. you got to execute at a high level. Say so didn't do that last week, but Arkansas was – uh, uh, able to oblige them in certain situations. Right now, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to to give Mississippi State back to back SEC wins. I want to see them come out uh, in this game and take care of business before I really trust that they can do that on a consistent basis. Um, and the offense is just it's just too much of a, a question mark for for me right now. And I don't know what the defense is going to look like. Last year against Auburn, State's defense could not stop uh, Jarquez Hunter and Tank Bigsby and uh, Robbie Ashford, I mean, they didn't throw the ball last year that much in that ball game. So if they come out with a game plan to just run the football, who's to say State's going to stop it this year? I just don't know. Too many question marks for Mississippi State. It's on the road. I'm, I'm going to go with Auburn in this. I think State can cover in this ball game, um, and I think they can win. I just, I, I'm not going to make that prediction just yet. Yeah, you sound like a lot of Auburn fans right now that are kind of saying, hey, when they did nothing but run the ball last year, that worked. Why not go back to that? Yeah, you and might I as well try it out. Exactly. Yeah, and Hugh Freeze is kind of like, yeah, we'll just we'll keep punching away at our system and see if it works. And, <laughs> I mean, so far it really hasn't. And so that's one of the biggest question marks, if not the biggest question mark for this team down the stretch um, this season. But should be a good one on uh, on Saturday. Should be, I guess, at least close is probably the best compliment we can pay to this game. We'll see if it's uh, – We'll see if it's entertaining football or not, but um, it's always always a fun series between these teams. And hey, it's crazy that they're not going to meet next year. It's like the first time since the '30s that Auburn hasn't played either Ole Miss and Miss State in the same schedule. I mean, it's it's State's it's, not it's, playing it's, Auburn, LSU, or Alabama next year. That's wild. Which is, I don't know if that's ever happened since the SEC has been formed. I mean, a State a State and Alabama, I think, have played more than just about anybody in this league. And uh, they're not playing next year. They're not playing Auburn. They're not playing uh, LSU. So I mean, it's uh, it's going to be crazy. I mean, the SEC is not going to be the same next year at all. Yeah, we'll be heading to uh, we'll be heading to Missouri and to Kentucky next year, which is not places we're necessarily used to. So yeah, it'll be an adjustment. Be an adjustment for everybody. But uh, we'll get one more in this series before they uh, before they go divisionless in the SEC. So. Robbie Falk from Jeans Page. Thank you so much. You guys can follow him at RobbieFalk247 on Twitter. Go to Jeans Page for all things Mississippi State. Coverage from our sister site over there before Saturday's game. If you guys enjoyed the show today, five-star review. It's the number one thing that helps us out. The bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram until the next episode after the game. We will catch you guys later. Everybody enjoy the game. Talk to you all soon. Friday, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. 
they're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.